Well, folks, it's our joy and privilege today to be ministered by a missionary. It's a, a lady whom I've known for many years. She's one courageous lady, one brave lady. 25 years ago, she left Brazil on her own to come and do mission work in South Africa. Some of you know her, but during the pandemic, we've kind of been scattered a little bit. Some new people do not know her, but um, I want you to listen to her today, to hear a little bit of a story and to hear a message which God has put in her heart. And so I want you to give a warm welcome to Madalena Gomez. Please come forward, Mana. Amen. I tell you what. Um, and if you think that you are, that you have limitations, that if you think that uh, you do not have enough, do not know enough, and so on to serve the Lord, I, I pray that my sister will crush those thoughts today. Because this lady, against all odds, has done some wonderful things for God. And it's not for her glory, it's for God's glory. Amen. So we're going to pray, and I'm going to hand the mic over to her. And Madalena, please feel free to share with us your story and the message God has put in your heart. She not only does mission work in terms of her main calling is for the Portuguese-speaking nations, but she works with every nation. She also has a very specific ministry to empower Christian women. And so I hope after this morning you will have more reason to come and talk to her and share with her over tea. She's one of the missionaries that we are hosting as well in South Africa. She's been many years in Mozambique, but when she came over to South Africa, our church has, is hosting her. So while she's here, she's part of this church. But uh, she is really all over the place. When you don't see her yet, she's in some conference somewhere or getting, you know, busy with work for her masters as well. She hasn't given up on learning still. And uh, so we just thank for her. And whenever we think of her, pray for her. Pray for the work that she's doing. Father, we thank you for our sister's life. Thank you for Madalena, Lord God. And I thank you for the word you've got for us today through her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Madalena, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Strambling. <laughs> it's cold, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just warm up my heart with that thought. <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor Valdir, and thank you, Diomelia. It's been uh, so great being here and being part of this church, um, being like anything I need or, or even things of my heart. I call Pastor Valdir and Diomelia, and they take their time to have coffee with me, and, and we, we pray, we talk, we, we share some Portuguese food. <laughs> it has been great. So I'm very grateful for this church, you know, for the spiritual authority that I, I receive here. I'm not alone, you know. I, I can live alone. I, I can walk around alone. I go to Mozambique many times all by myself. I take the road, but I'm not alone, you know. I have, I have a church here, I have a people here, I have a family here, and um, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. So, as Pastor Valdir mentioned, I am celebrating 25 years for the day I arrived in Mozambique. On 25th of July, 1998, 
It was cold in Mozambique. <laughs> I arrived in Mozambique. And on my way, I was, I, I had to go to, I left Brazil without speaking any English to the US to meet up with my team there, have training in English, not speaking English. And then from the US with my team, we flew to Mozambique. On the way, we had a stop over in Ilha do Sal, what is Cape Verde. So it was my first African soil. A few hours in Ilha do Sal. Then arrived in Maputo early in the morning. And I, was, I had been for almost 20, 20 days struggling with communication in the United States and with my team. And then I arrived in Maputo. And going through the immigration, when I handed my passport to, to, the, to the guy, he looked at the passport, looked at me, What is Brasileira? Muito bem-vinda, Mozambique. <laughs> you are Brazilian. Welcome to Mozambique. So I got that sound as my call to be in Mozambique, to come to Mozambique as a missionary. A few years earlier, when my pastor came to Mozambique to help with a um, missionary friend with training pastors. And he, back to Brazil, gave a report about his trip, his mission trip to Mozambique. And on that report in our church, he uh, challenged the church to help Mozambique. And then he said, we have responsibility to help Mozambique for two reasons. We have more resources, and we speak the same language. We speak Portuguese. So I was a new believer. Um, I had like started coming to the church, and I was baptized. About it, by this time, it was about one one and a half year after I gave my life to Christ, and then I was sitting as you are. Listening to that report and the challenge to the church, and sitting there somewhere in the church, I still remember where I was. <laughs> I prayed in my heart a prayer that I didn't know about, and I even didn't know that God answers that kind of prayer. So I prayed, Lord, I am here. And there is Mozambique with all those needs. If you want to send me to Mozambique, I go. <laughs> that was my prayer. So there was that movement of sending a missionary from, from the church to Mozambique. That was a young guy in, in our church willing to come to Mozambique. So I joined the group. Let's send this guy to Mozambique. I had my prayer. I didn't think that instead of that guy, God was calling me. <laughs> God was sending me to come to Mozambique. So 
got everything. I continue to walk, to do my life, work, studying, whatever I was doing. And all of a sudden, I noticed that some strange doors were being opened to me. So I was sent to the Bible school. I didn't ask to go to the Bible school. My church called me and said, do you want to go to Bible school? Of course. <laughs> I was to go to Bible school. Working in the church, I gave my name to be a helper in a Sunday school class. And all of a sudden, the director of the Sunday school class, the, 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 the children's department, she resigned and she went to the pastor and appointed me to take her place. So I didn't ask that. And there I was. My first mission assignment, my first leadership assignment. And then from that time on, things just came clear to me that God was answering that prayer that I was supposed to come to Mozambique. And it took me five years of preparation. And in 1998, I landed in Maputo. 25 years. You are going to see some pictures here of 25 years. And while you see the pictures, I want to ask you this question. What have you done? What have been your accomplishments in 25 years of your life? Maybe some of you say, oh, I got married, I, I built up my career, I got a diploma. I did this. <laughs> I trained leaders. I planted churches. I discipled new believers. And I continue to do that. 25 years, a lot of, a lot of dreams, you see. I was, here is, it's, it's a new picture, but the, the previous one, the older ones, you see that I was younger. <laughs> you see, you see. Believe me, I am always surrendered by a bunch of men. Okay, so yeah, 25 years. Some dreams, some desires, that I gave to the Lord at that time, believing that as I go, you do what you want to do. You give me what you want to give me. But I'm going because you have called me to go. That is what I took into my life. I'm not going to sit around and wait to get my dreams fulfilled, and then I'll go. No. I said, okay, Lord, if you are calling me to do this, I go. And as I go, you do what you want to do. So 25 years has passed. So I'm celebrating with these guys, with these people, with these women. This is in Abjur. This picture is in, in Ivory Coast. I've been traveling around, you know? And... and yeah, God is still doing. So, what have you done, accomplished in your life in 25 years? 
just think for a moment and then think about how you can transform your life into serving God. Maybe God is calling you to be a missionary somewhere. I don't know. But let's see how God calls us. Not necessarily maybe to be in another country or whatever, but God still calls us to go. God is still calls us to... Oh, I love that. <laughs> go. Go. Go where? To do what? Go. And then I want to call your attention to this verse. When Jesus comes to the disciples after the, res the resurrection, he is... Uh, the disciples are in this house, you lock it up, and, and they, they are afraid. And Jesus comes into the, 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 the room and says, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I have the copy, I have copied all the words here, but I also like to, to see what the Bible, opening the Bible. It's John 20, 21. The first thing Jesus tells them, I've been sent by the Father, and now, in the same way, I send you. Jesus didn't appoint Peter, I'm sending you. John, I'm sending you. He was speaking to the disciples. We are not sure how many people who were there besides the, the 12. I believe the more disciples were there, followers of Jesus. And then Jesus says, I'm sending you as the Father has sent me. How was Jesus sent? Jesus was sent by the Father with a mission. And if you can follow, we have the verse there. You can, if you have your Bible, you can read your Bible. I like to have my Bible. So Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19, gives us the mission that Jesus came to fulfill. He came to do that. He said in John 4, 18, when he is invited to open the scroll in the synagogue, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is Jesus' mission. He came to do that. He recalled Isaiah's prophecy and said, now this prophecy is fulfilled. I am here for this mission, for this purpose. So throughout the Gospels, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you see Jesus 
fulfilling Jesus doing this mission. He's practicing with, the, with his disciples, with his followers. He, he sends them to do the same thing. He's every encounter with people. Jesus is doing exactly this. You can, you can read some of the stories in the Bible when Jesus encounters the women at the well, when Jesus encounters the, the, the blind uh, Bartholomew, everything, everyone, whatever Jesus is doing, his purpose is on here. He is saying to people the good news of salvation. He's proclaiming the good news of salvation. He is healing people. He is the, the oppressed being free. In fact, when John sends his friends to ask Jesus if he is the Messiah, what the, does Jesus say? He said, go and tell John that the prisoners are being freed, that the blind are being healed. So he gives an account to this mission. And then we see now Jesus comes to the disciple after the resurrection. He's going back to the Father and he says, the same way the Father sent me, I'm sending you. So what, what do we have to do? How we need to do? What we need to do? This is our life. And we have a purpose in our life. We have a mission God has given us a mission. The mission is not just for me. <laughs> to leave Brazil, to leave my family, to leave my house, my culture, my language, my food. <laughs> to come to Mozambique and now to Angola, Guinea-Bissau, Cabo Verde, Santo Tomé in Principe. To work with pastors and leaders within Portuguese countries. It's not only... I'm not the only privileged one here. <laughs> it's a privilege to all of us. God has given us a mission, and Jesus showed what this mission is. So, Jesus begins by calling others to join him in this mission. He calls the disciples. Then, he shows them what to do, how to do, and then he comes to the end and said, now you go and do the same way. The disciples were with Jesus, learning and practicing, so they could do when Jesus went back to heaven. And the church has been doing that for, since then. And now we need to continue this mission. Some people say that, that oh, I cannot be a missionary I cannot do this. This is for Pastor Valdir, <laughs> for Madalena, for uh, whoever. You know. No. This is for you and for you, especially the young people here. It's your time to take up the mission. Um, 25 years in the mission field, I came to the conclusion that I was young. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> Oh, that day is coming. 
So, somebody else needs to take that place. It has been like that all the time. Somebody else needs to take that place. So, it's your time. You, the young generation, it's your turn to take that place and go. 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 Where? Well, to go, we need to follow. We don't go alone. We don't go by ourselves. We follow. We learn to follow. And in Matthew chapter 16, 24, Jesus tells the disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. There's a cross to go following Jesus. We take a cross. I can tell you some stories <laughs> of my cross. As I said before, some dreams that are still waiting. Some thoughts about the future that I don't know as I get older. <laughs> some painful experiences in my life, even in Maputo. In 2000, two men attacked me in my house. I thought I was going to die right there. They tied me up. They put a pillowcase in my mouth. <laughs> and then they left me in this room in my house, in my apartment, and went around in the apartment and took everything they could and I was there, on the floor, legs and arm tied up. So when I heard the elevator going down, I said they left. So I tried to escape. <laughs> so I managed to untie me, went to the door. They had locked me in the bedroom. So there was no way I could call anybody. There's, it, I was in that room, I could not call any, anyone for help. So I stayed there. I had just come from, from the church, so they didn't take my Bible. They took the cell phone and everything, they didn't take, take the Bible. So I got my Bible and I opened up my Bible, I was crying, I had blood in my head and, and everything, I was crying and trembling. So I said, I asked the Lord to speak to me. Help me. So I tried to find a word in the Bible. I could not. So then I gave up of the Bible and I said, Lord, just help me to sing. Help me to sing. And it came to my mind, a song. You know, the worship song that Mary sang when the Holy Spirit spoke to her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus. That song came to my mind. And I, start, I started singing. 
Minha alma engrandece ao Senhor E o meu espírito se alegra em Deus, meu Salvador My soul rejoices in the Lord So I started singing that song Low and loud and loud and loud And all the songs Minha alma engrandece ao Senhor e o meu espírito se alegra em Deus, meu Salvador. And I sang, and I repeated, and another song, and another song, and another song. All of a sudden, I was like George does. Walking around in that room and singing, singing, worshiping the Lord. I was alive. Painful experiences. And then during that process of being with those two guys, with their hands, their dirty hands, and my legs, and trying to tighten my legs and my hands and in my mouth, and I said, like, Lord, why? That was only two years after I left Brazil to Mozambique. Why? And in that why, I started think, thinking about my parents, my family, and things in Brazil. And now I am here. And I said, you did not bring me here to die here. So Lord, please help me. Do not allow this man to take my life. And all of a sudden, that peace in my heart came. They were still trying. They were, they were very bad. They didn't know how to do the, do the job. So they were still trying to tie me up with the <laughs> thing. So I started praising the Lord right there. Right there. Lord, you have my life in your hands. And if I die here now, I am with you. I have come here because you brought me here. So you know what you are doing. You know what to do with my life. So I had peace in my heart. If I die, I only die. Nothing else. Well, I am still here. <laughs> I am still here. You know? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The cross is the way of God. The cross is the way of Jesus. We follow him and go wherever he goes. We do whatever he does. He has given us all the instructions to fulfill this mission. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's 
favor. Do you think that this is still happening? Do you see people around you? Do you see oppressed people? All kinds of oppression. Do you see blind people around you? With open eyes? With glasses on? During the pandemic, I saw and I received all of us, we, 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 we were through that when the, the, the bad news was constant. A friend, a family relative, a business that was gone, or the, all, all, everything. So, so terrifying. Then, as I thought about all the news that I was getting from people and seeing the sadness, I decided to do something. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm, I want to write. I want to write something. So I started writing messages, just getting a, a verse in the Bible and writing a kind of a devotional, a message on that verse and sending out to people as a comfort, as a, as a, as a way of God's word speaking to people. I still continue to do that. Some people here receive my, my messages. I'm now on book of Psalms. I have done four books of the Bible now. Every day I send a message. Sometimes, some, some days I don't. But um, I decided to, to send messages to people from God's word. And as I started doing that, some people got back to me and say, Thank you for that message. You spoke so much to my heart. And I still get those kind of messages. So, the word of God, proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, proclaiming salvation, proclaiming to people that there is a hope. There's a hope. So is this a work of a special missionary? How many missionaries do we have here? Just now, here, sitting here. How many missionaries do we have watching this message, this service? How many people can go outside today and as you encounter the oppressed, as you encounter the blind, as you encounter the suffering, you can proclaim God's favor, God's blessing. You can comfort people. You can give a word of hope, of encouragement. You can say, God, God loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. 
He's sending you to go. Where? Do you work? Do you study? Do you go to the shops to buy your groceries, your whatever you need to buy? Do you meet up with people all the time, every day? Yesterday was a very interesting day for me. Uh, I went for, to have coffee with a friend, a new friend, a, la a lady that I just met recently. So we went for, for coffee. And as we, we were enjoying coffee and talking, of course, I, I, I was trying to lead the conversation into uh, whatever, you know, God, what is God doing in your life? So all of a sudden in that conversation, she, she looks at me and said, you know, I've been asking a question to myself. And she said, as I sit in my house, her husband is working overseas, so she's, most of the time she's alone. She has her son living with her, but she, most of the time she's alone in the house. And she said, I started asking me, what is the purpose of my life? What? I look at her and said, that is a very, very good question. It's a very, very good question. And then she, she gave me her, her testimony. During the pandemic, they lost everything. Her husband lost his job, could not find another job. They, they sold their house, and then they start selling furniture. Everything they lost. The thing is, before the pandemic, she was like in a conversation with her husband in prayer and, and doing devotional together, they still do. She said that she mentioned to him how she wanted to leave content with the Lord. Not so caught up in terms of material things, but I want to be content. I want, I want to, to, to find a purpose with God and live my life serving God. Pandemic came and everything was gone. She told me she felt like Job. Everything was gone. They lost everything. And now she's asking, what is the purpose of my life? And she said how she is learning to leave content, rejoicing in the Lord. They bought at the time that she exchanged something in getting some money back, a piece of furniture from her house that, that was very precious to her. And they swapped with the, her, her sister uh, for a couch. And she said that this couch is so, so old, so bad, that you, when you sit down to get up, you have to do, <laughs> you know, it's like you have to impose yourself to get up of that, that couch. So now her husband is back to working, and so he asked her, 
Don't you think it's time we can we can now we can buy we can, we can afford buying another couch? So she thought for a while and told him, "I'm not ready for that. We will keep the old couch." So she's still sitting on that couch, and she said, "You know what? I don't think I want to have a new couch." I'm okay with that. I'm content in my life, and now I'm trying to find a purpose because I did. I realized that I've been uh, witnessing about the Lord only in my little house. I pray for my sons. I pray for my husband. I testify about the Lord in my house. But is that it? What is the purpose of my life? Then I was in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I was in a meeting, a Zoom meeting, with ladies from different parts of the world. We had like Mexico, U.S., Europe, Africa, a, a big group of ladies, and our speaker was the ambassador of Malawi. To United Nations, so she she was in in New York, speaking to us, and she gave her testimony as a Christian woman in that position of power, and how she began as a lawyer and then became a judge in Malawi, and now she is in the United Nations as an ambassador. And how there in the beginning she learned about corruption, and then how she decided to follow Jesus, taking up her cross, saying no to the many offers she got about lots of money if you sign this paper. And she continues to follow Jesus. Going to all the places Jesus has sent her to go, with integrity, with the cross, with the cross. What is the purpose of my life? I found my purpose. I might still asking that question because God has more. But you can ask yourself, what is the purpose of your life? How are you using your life with the cross of Jesus, following Him in service to Him, serving God's kingdom? The kingdom must go on. We we still we are here. We still have work to do. We still have many, many people around us, poor, prisoners, oppressed people, and it's our time, our responsibility, to help them to know God, as Jesus said in John 17. I'm just, just. Quoting here, when Jesus prays, 
uh, John 17, he says that his purpose, his mission was to let God be known. You know, it was, was to show the Father. He was, was to show people his Father's love. And he did that, obeying his Father to the cross, serving his Father, serving his kingdom. We belong to a kingdom. We don't belong to the world. We belong to a kingdom. And this kingdom is God's kingdom where the Lord's favor is ours. It's different. It is different. It's not that kingdom. It is this kingdom that is built with the cross. With the cross. Jesus even said in John 4, 34. I think he has there. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That is our food. So when you get up in the morning and you are about to start your day, you, your first meal is your breakfast. Your food, your first meal is to do God's will in building up his kingdom, is to serve him. That ambassador of Malawi is serving God as Christ's ambassador. She's serving her country. She's serving Africa, being a representative of, the, of God, of God's kingdom. And that place... And I don't know if, you, if you've seen, and then I'll, I'll finish this. I don't know if you have seen the news this last days, and especially yesterday. UN, United Nations, in Switzerland, in Geneva, had a three-day consultation. Just now, finished yesterday, with humanoids where all the officials of the United Nations had this consultation. Instead of others, they were asking to the humanoids, robots, using AI, artificial intelligence, asking them about humanity issues. Did you see that? Go and search today. And yesterday, after the consultation, there was the first conference news where journalists came to ask those humanoids about humanity. And there was a question asked if they, humanoids, are better to run the world as we are. Guess what? 
They are. They are going to run the world. They are going to govern this world because they are better than we are. This is their answer. It happened yesterday. This generation, the teenagers, the children of this time, need to receive this mission and accomplish this mission. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't have the exactly day. We know he's coming back. We don't know when. Until then, we need to carry out this mission. Be it a call to go to Mozambique or to any other country in Africa or to your neighbor across the street, to your friend, your colleague at your job place, to your fellow student at the university, at high school, kindergarten, children. Help your children to follow Jesus and speak about Jesus to their friends in school. This generation needs to receive our blessings as adults, as parents, as pastors, as leaders, so they can go and continue the mission until Jesus comes and take us all. Amen. Go and serve your life with a purpose. Live your life with a purpose for God's glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my sister. Well, I think the message is clear, right? What's the message? Go. go. Stand up, please. Before you go, let's pray for you, then you're going to go. And remember, my food is to do the will of God. It's okay to have a vision for your life, a desire to do this or be that. But your mission, your purpose is to, as you go, to do the will of God, be an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for this time together, Lord. Thank you for your word to our hearts. And I pray, Father, everyone here in the, in the hall today, everyone watching us online, everyone listening to this message, Lord, we are good soil for this message, Lord God. We receive this message, and we know, Lord, that this is your will. And <laughs> This is not Madalena's message. This is your message to us. She was the vessel to, to bring, to make us aware of it, Father. And so help all of us, Father, to be aware, to be alert, to desire to do your will every single day. No matter what we are doing, no matter where we are going, let our food be to do your will. Your will above everything. Kingdom above everything else, Lord God. So that as we go, we may accomplish your purposes for our lives your purposes for the people around us, your purposes 
for the kingdom, Lord, until you come and we see you face to face. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Madalena, thank you very much for your obedience. God bless you all. Have a wonderful Sunday and go and do the will of the Lord. Amen. Thank you.